When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Football podcast. I'm your host, Billy Powell, and it's Friday again, which only means two things. The weekend is also nearly here, and of course, Football News in 10 Minutes is back. A lot has happened this week, midweek Premier League fixtures have been played, Champions League is back, there's also a few other things that we'll be going over, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. So getting right into things, and firstly, as I'm sure you've all seen by now, the incident between referee Darren Drysdale and Ipswich Town's Alan Judge, when they clashed heads in in Tuesday's 0-0 draw with Northampton Town in the Skybet League 1. And a lot has been made out of this, and understandably so, I mean it's not every day that an official will clash heads with a player. But a lot has been made out of this. But is it really necessary for all of the hate and backlash that referee Darren Drysdale has received? Which has mainly been fueled by the media. But what I like about this situation is that a lot of players have actually stood up alongside and in support of the referee. Most notably for me as a Villa fan, of, I obviously see more Villa stuff online and on social media. But Tyrone Mings and Jack Grealish have come out in support of the referee, claiming that, like the rest of us, he's human and that we all make mistakes. I don't think anyone can disagree with that. Jack Grealish actually went along and said that he enjoyed what happened and feels like referees should do that kind of thing more often. I mean, why not? A lot of football fans say that Pierre-Luigi Colina is one of the best and most entertaining referees ever due to his mad and crazy ways of officiating the game. So why can't referees go out there like plays themselves and leave it all out there? Tyrone Mings has said that the refs do have to put up with a lot from the players, as I'm sure we can all imagine ourselves. But why can't referees have a bite back every now and then? For me, referees these days are just too soft and just too quick to go to the pocket and book players for the slightest of things. Just look at Mike Dean, for example. He alone has dished out 54 yellow cards and six red cards in just 15 appearances this season. 
Over the years of he's been officiating, sorry, he's the only referee to give out over 100 red cards. I think he's actually on 110 at the minute. But the next highest after him is Phil Dowd on 67. Referees, for me, need to just start showing a bit of personality. We as fans sometimes forget that these people are humans and will sometimes make mistakes, but and by whichever means, whether it be through a post-match interview with referees, which I would love to see, as I've mentioned several times, or even if referees were mic'd up so we could hear them talk through their decisions with one another, either way, people would be able to get a sense of personality behind the referee themselves, and I feel like they'd get a lot less criticism for it. Getting back to the original point, though, Darren Drysdale has been charged by the FA, you all know my thoughts on the FA, but he's also been removed from officiating any game this weekend, which alone would have been all right, no problem, but I don't get the need for a fine. Oh, well, that's not my job, I suppose, at the end of the day. Um, one thing I did want to add to this, though, is that the media and how they've added the fuel to the criticism. I won't fully get into that now, but a friend and co-host over on the Total Screamers podcast has written an article basically saying how hypocritical Sky Sports have been. A very interesting read and also very true. And I know I've been plugging the Total Screamers pod for (laughs) a fair bit recently, but it's not without reason. So do go over and check us out and the article out. I really do recommend it. Moving into some of the midweek football though, and I'll start off with the Premier League of course. And this week it was only the two midweek games and the first of which was between Fulham and Burnley. Both teams doing very well in recent weeks. Fulham of course picking up that 2-0 win over Everton at the weekend. Going into this one full of confidence and well, again, they showed why they're the only team that even looked like they're trying to get out of this relegation scrap. Just four minutes into the second half, Fulham got the goal to put them ahead through Ola Aina. Not a normal bo- not a normal goal, sorry, by any means. I mean, Luckman's corner got was flicked on by Anderson and it hit Aina on the chest and it eventually found a way past Nick Pope. Just a few minutes later, though, and Burnley were back on level terms through Ashley Barnes. A poor goal to concede for Fulham, really. They did look really open at the back and Scott Parker will feel disappointed with his players after they conceded such a soft goal. Um, neither team could grab a second, though, as the game finished 1-1. Another draw for Fulham, making that their 10th of the campaign with only Brighton having more as they closed that points gap to just six points behind Newcastle in that 17th spot. Now, the last of the two Premier League games to be played was, of course, Man City against Everton. And with Man City looking for their 17th consecutive win, just an absolutely insane stat, they really weren't in the mood to allow Everton to get the better of them. Phil Foden continued his incredible season when he was the first on the score sheet just 30 minutes into the game. But surprisingly, Everton fought back and just a few minutes later actually got back on level terms. Luca Digne's cross crashed off the post and hit Richarlison a yard away from the line as it just trickled over. Um, In the second half though, and just past the hour mark, Riyad Mahrez scored a beautiful curling shot from outside the box, which hit the inside of the post on its way into the goal. Bernardo Silva then made it 3-0 to City when his shot from the edge of the box was able to make its way past Jordan Pickford. City just 10 points clear now at the top, free-flowing, 
And I really can't see them losing or even drawing, for that fact, another game this season. They're just so, so dominant in everything they do. It's just incredible. Moving over to the European football now, though, and we will, of course, start off with the Champions League. And what a week of Champions League football we had. We'll, of course, start with Tuesday's games, which were between Barcelona and PSG. And, of course, Liverpool played RB Leipzig. So the stage was set and it certainly didn't disappoint. Kylian Mbappe scored a hat-trick on Barcelona's own patch as PSG ran riot and struck four past the former world champions. And it really is so sad to see how far Barcelona have fallen. The way the club's been run, it's just been completely run into the ground and it really is awful to see. And the fact that this game, the 4-1 loss against PSG could be Lionel Messi's final Champions League game at the Camp Nou, is just so sad. Um, I mean, Barcelona have been able to turn around a big PSG lead in the second leg before, but that team had Luis Suarez and Neymar in the form of their lives as well, let's not forget. Uh, this Barcelona side has an ageing Messi, who, of course, don't get me wrong, is still one of the best players in the world. But you've not got Suarez and Neymar either side of him. You've got Martin Braithwaite, <laughs> you know? Of course, I would love to see Barcelona turn this around, but I just can't see it happen. I just can't see it happening, sorry. And certainly not with someone like Mbappe leading the line for PSG. Mo Salah and Sadio Mane were the two goal scorers as Liverpool ran out 2-0 winners in Tuesday's other game. And then on Wednesday, the Mandas started all over again. Porto scored two as they beat Cristiano Ronaldo's Juventus side 2-1. And Erling Haaland scored his 18th goal in the Champions League in just 13 games. 18 Champions League goals in 13 Champions League games. This bloke must surely have been made in a lab or something. He's so good at finishing and he's always in the perfect position. And it really does look like we could have the new Messi-Ronaldo debate between Mbappe and Haaland. One thing I would like to see from these two is for them to play in the same leagues just like Messi and Ronaldo did for so long. And I just I would love it love for it to be the Premier League, but I just can't see it happening to be honest. Haaland though does have a 75 million euro release clause in his contract I believe, which someone needs to activate because that is just incredibly low for someone so good and so young as well. It wouldn't surprise me if he was if he was to go to City, actually, who will, of course, be looking for a Sergio Aguero replacement soon, with his injuries becoming more frequent and taking longer to heal. But God, just imagine that Man City side and how good it is now. And then add someone like Haaland in the mix. They would genuinely be unbeatable. Anyways, that's all from me today, though. Thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at LTFootballPod. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the football. Put your feet up. And I'll see you back here on Tuesday for yet another episode. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.